Welcome to the Overflow Unplugged podcast. My name is Carson, and we are really glad that you are listening to this episode today. We would love for this podcast to be a place where we can have helpful conversations around the real questions that 18 to 25-year-olds are asking. It's our desire that every episode uh, that we encourage you, that we challenge you, and we equip you to thrive as you navigate your young adult life. And another goal that we have on the podcast is to laugh a lot. And I think we're going to do that today because today is the first episode of the new Overflow staff, the first episode of 2022. It's a lot of firsts. Jake and Jenna, how do you feel well, to be on the podcast? Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I, I love it, man. We have been excited about this moment since I'm pretty sure since we started our jobs back oh, in yeah. December. Yeah, Months. this was this was the big one. This Months was the, the big making. one. <laughs> we actually had to postpone this recording, and Jake, I thought you were gonna kill me when I said I was that pretty we were frustrated. Gonna... He was gonna but, cry. I saw a tear. Uh, yeah. Saw a tear. Tear I asked for a pastoral discernment and you gave it to me. So yeah. I really appreciate it. It was a hard conversation. It was a hard <laughs> one. We, but we navigated it as true friends do absolutely yeah. mm. absolutely that's good mm. i'm really excited for the conversation today because we get to hear a little bit from each other about where we have come from what we're excited about in the life of overflow where we are right now uh, we're recording this midway through february of 2022 so we have been in the rhythm of overflow for four like complete tuesdays now uh really four community groups if you think about it that correlates the same oh. as where we are right now the semester is like hard charging forward. We've got a lot of energy, a lot of momentum. Our leaders are killing it. Yeah. Our interns are fantastic. It's like, I can't find a part that I'm not just absolutely stoked yeah. and excited about. Yeah. So I think the podcast is just a perfect place for us to capture some of those places that we're excited about yeah, and sure. that we are just like really believing uh, for God to move. And do y'all have like anything right now that you are just like especially excited about that's happening mm -hmm. in the life of Overflow? where we are right now, as you look at each other going, who's answering first? <laughs> Jake, go ahead. Okay. Jake, step around. Um, man, I'm, I'm excited about a lot of things. I am really like stepping into uh, this role for our community group, um, with community groups and with our community group leaders. And so I'm really like learning how to navigate that mm -hmm. um, and just be able to support um, them the best way I know how. Um, and so... Yeah, I've been learning a lot through this like mental health series, like just how to like care and how to care better um, and how to be able to like pour and invest into people. And so I'm really, really excited about stepping into that um, a little bit more this semester and just like caring and supporting our leaders yeah. um, and our college students. So yeah. I'm really, really excited about um, like growing in that this year yeah. and really stepping into that. Like, That's good. Yeah, That's really good, Jenna. Yeah, um, it's still fresh on my mind. I talked about it at a meeting that we had last week, but um, baptism is just running through my head and will not stop. Yeah. Uh, we got to baptize Paige and Rowan last week. Shout out if Let's they're listening. Um, and it was just an incredible night. And um, I, I just think baptism is one of the coolest things that we get to do and just hear people's testimony, uh, just hear what God is doing and how he's actively working and moving and be able to get a tangible vision of it. And I think we have, what, like 15 we a have we have way more students than we have slots to baptize <laughs> yes. them. Which is, go, what what, what other way would we want it to be? I mean, right. I'm just so grateful that we have so many students who are interested yeah. and really just discerning, like, is right. this what God is calling me to do? Is this right. my next step? Because that's a big question when it comes to baptism yeah. and a question that we are like willing to walk through, to mm -hmm. process through. Uh, if somebody has just tuned into Overflow, they probably don't know a ton about what we do. And we talk about titles a lot, but they often don't like tell the full story as to like what our jobs look like. And Jake, you started getting at this a little bit when you were talking about community groups. Can you give us just a little bit of a picture 
as to what your job entails? Like, what are some of the things you're responsible for around overflow? Yeah. Uh, so my position is the, um, the overflow community coordinator. Um, and so I focus really on like three big things. I, I feel like, um, there's a lot of like little things in between, but, um, community groups being one of them. Um, so that's like plugging people into groups, um, and like really leading our community group leaders and making sure they feel best supported. Um, I also am, uh, a touch point for OCO. Uh, so I lead our OCO. Let's go. I know, man. I know they're like At screaming. Brittany Mickey. I know. <laughs> I know they're screaming right now. Uh, so I get to like lead them and, and guide and try to figure out more vision of what OCO looks like, which is our overflow campus organization. Um, and then on a Tuesday night, one of my big roles is really like setting uh, energy and, and giving resources and information out on a Tuesday night, trying to continue a culture that shows community on a Tuesday night. So, That's good. Yeah. You have a lot that comes underneath your umbrella. That's yeah. really, really good. And you're doing a great job. Man, thank you. It's been awesome. <laughs> Jenna, talk about your role a bit. Yeah, I'm the Overflow Connect Coordinator. <clears throat> so I get to take a lot of um, kind of the energy that Jake helps create and facilitate within our students um, and help them take their next step to get them more plugged in and involved in overflow. So um, I do things like getting them connected to um, getting them connected to community groups, like handing them off into that process, um, help them get connected with baptism. I'll talk about that all the time. Um, and then other parts in the church, whether that be um, care or groups or kind of anything else that falls under the umbrella of connection, I get to kind of be that bridge for them, which is so cool and so incredible. Yeah, for sure. And then I get to just be in the middle of all that. Sure does. <laughs> sure do. Yeah. Overflow is so fun because of the the multitude of different places and different ways that our ministry functions. Mm -hmm. Like I, I love that talking about OCO, it's like it really is the hands and feet of overflow on the campus of UNCW. And then you think about connecting a student to community groups. It's like the idea of community groups by itself can be pretty intimidating. Like, oh, you want me to come spend two hours with people that I don't really know, at least to begin with, f talking about real life issues, asking big questions, being vulnerable in our faith like that, mm. that can be intimidating. Yeah. Uh, but it's our job to like help it feel as comfortable and natural and healthy as possible. And I think that you guys do such an incredible job uh, in your own unique way with your role, through your role. Uh, really setting the table for students to belong. We say that all the time, that we believe that students belong here. Mm. And I think you guys really are like the hands and feet of that to the ministry and the life of Overflow. So I believe in you guys so much. And our team, we have so much fun. Mm. Yeah, uh, sure do. <laughs> we met for an hour and 45 minutes this morning and it felt like 10 because it's like <laughs> yeah. we literally go from laugh to laugh or celebration to celebration or... Yeah man, have you seen this person? And they are just killing it. Like they love people so well. And I just love that that's like the common language for the ministry that we get to call home. And I, sometimes when I drive to work in the mornings, I'm like, I can't believe that this is my job. Like, no, that's, <laughs> yep. that's facts. Yeah. yeah. Cause this I, was y'all's first job out of college. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, I don't know who I was talking to, but, oh, <clears throat> I think it was Michael Front. Front. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was telling him, <laughs> I was telling him, that I don't know how they, they, I tricked them into letting me work here because I did this literally for free, <laughs> like a half a year ago. And so coming in and being able to step into like the dream position and do everything that I'm just so radically passionate about, um, I would, I would do it 
for free. Well, Jenna, do you remember the first conversation we ever had about whether or not you were going to work here? Kind of. It was in the back of the auditorium one Sunday after an 11, the 11 o'clock gathering. I mm-hmm. knew about the transitions that were coming. Y'all did not. And I, Sneaky. I just walked up to Jenna and I was like, hey, what are your plans after graduation? And you were like, I think I'm going to sleep on a cot here. Yeah. Like, just because I oh, want to be here that, that bad. Yeah. And I was like, sweet. We got her. Sure did. Cool. <laughs> She's next, <there> in. <laughs> next is Jake. All right, cool. Where's Jake at? <laughs> and Jake, you and yeah. I had several conversations. You had no idea that I was beating around the bush for. But uh, can you tell us a little bit about just where you're from? Like, where's home? What was family like growing up? What led yeah. you to Wilmington? Love to hear just a little bit. I can go first, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm from Washington, North Carolina. Sorry, I can't say that without any twang in my voice. It's just, it's just there. Washington, so, <laughs> Washington, North Carolina. Yeah, um, somehow it was worse. <laughs> Washington, North Carolina. Can you give us the <laughs> accent that you sent us in the voice text on your way here? That was that was it. Washington, North Carolina. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm, yep. And so it's a small town. Oh. There, uh, uh, northeast. Yep. All right. That was Sorry, great. I'll stop. Um, but yeah, it is a small town. Um, it is 30 minutes from ECU or, or Greenville, North mm-hmm. Carolina. Um, I grew up an only child. Um, some of you guys were like, me too. And that was, it was awesome. And some of you guys were like, that sucks. And so for me, I fall more on the, that sucks side. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're an extrovert. I, yeah. Extremely yeah. extroverted. Um, yeah. so my, yeah, my life consisted of sports. Um, a lot of times I like, grew up and everyone played sports. So I played a lot of baseball. It's very like baseball driven town. Um, and I would either come home and my parents wouldn't be at home. And I, at the time, I didn't have a car, so I couldn't drive to my friend's place. And the bus drivers typically wouldn't let, let me just ride to my friend's house. Uh, they would kick I me. could so see you at the front of the oh. bus going, hey, dude, dude. Will, you, will you let me off here? Yeah, handwritten notes all the time, forged signatures. <laughs> my parents signed this. Oh. Please drop me off at my friend's house. <laughs> nope, never, never happened. So At FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, small, the small town vibes, um, it, it was tough, man. Uh, so it was either I went home and I spent time with my dog or I mm. went and played sports. So I decided to be an athlete. Um, mm. A funny, like, joke my dad always used to say to me, um, it, it came from, like, a comedian, uh, mm. and he always, like, referenced me to this. But he was like, the comedian said like he was an only child and like no one would want to hang out with him or like play with him and so uh he would tie a pork the the dad would tie a pork chop around his neck so the dog would play with him and so my dad my dad always said that that he was gonna tie a pork chop around his neck so my dog could play with me that's so sad. Dude, it was sad, but it's funny. So uh, It's funny now. It's funny now. You sad like, about it, you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. We can G-G-G. press it later. Uh, but, we encourage constantly. <laughs> it should be celebrated. We do believe that. Yeah, so, um, small town, um, not really much to do. I didn't fit like the mm-hmm. hunting, fishing kind of vibe mm-hmm. there in Little Washington. So, it really was like heavily like um, anything I could do. I was a three-season athlete, so. Uh, it was nonstop. That's awesome. Yeah. I tried out for the baseball team. Yeah. Didn't make it. Yeah. That's, well, you got a friend of me. Cried I... about it a little bit. It's fun. <laughs> I have Jeez. a little bit of a different story than Jake did. Even if I wanted to be an athlete, uh, not built for it at all. Um, growing up, I um, did not compete in sports. Um, I was more of a uh, academic. But you did compete. I did compete. Yeah. You want to know what it was? Yeah, what was it? It was called First Robotics Competition, and I was the CEO of my robotics club in high school. Yeah, 
chief executive officer. Yeah, absolutely, I was. Everything the, went through me. So <laughs> everything went. Through me. <laughs> uh, uh, well, here's the Not thing. Not much is different now. Here's the thing. Okay, I would have loved to be an athlete. Okay, would have loved it. Mm. Um, but just to give you a little bit of a hint into my athleticism, um, Carson and Jake know this story, but I was gonna or I was gonna. I swam all throughout when I was little, right? I was a swimmer. And I wanted to uh, try out for my high school swim team because um, I was like, whatever, dude. Like, I got this. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that I'm part fish. It's going to be completely fine. Oh I'm I'm literally, is D1 a thing for swimming? Because that's me. Like, I'm in. Well, one day before school, like 5.45 in the morning, I went with mom up and I was like, mom, take me to the pool right now. I'm pretty sure the Olympics are on the horizon. I just have a feeling in my spirit I'm being moved. Um, we went to the pool and I swam about or around six to eight laps in the pool. I was feeling okay, but I was winded. Like it, it took a toll on me. I got out of the pool, got dressed. And on my way to class that day, I had a such a crippling cramp from the six to eight laps in the pool that I literally thought I was going to pass out and I almost had to go to urgent care. So, wow. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, swimming's no joke. Swimming is no joke. I think you're trying to make me feel better. And getting but a cramp, mm. like, while while swimming or <clears throat> after swimming, that there's nothing like it. Yeah. Because yeah. your muscle knots up so fast. Yeah. yeah. It's it, debilitating. Yeah. Oh, sure was. So that's what I uh, never try to sport again. And um, Great. I, we'll press into that well, later, too. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> That's why I didn't do sports. But I I did love um, what I did in high school. Uh, could it be nerdy? Yeah, but I did it. Um, we competed, literally competed at the World Championship for Robotics. That's not awesome. nerdy. That's awesome. It is kind of incredible. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> what? I, uh, yeah. I don't think that's nerdy at all. Thank you. I, I, I just think it means you're smarter than the rest of us <laughs> oh, on the podcast. Here's the thing, though. I, I oh, another funny story. I didn't do a lot of the building because I don't have um, a lot of spatial awareness. And I did a lot of like graphic design and stuff. And I would like screen print t-shirts while I was, I was cutting a, like a steel bar to make like a, a thing to screen print with. Uh, and if anybody, any, if anybody knows how to work in the shop, you, you got to be careful when you're cutting steel because it makes, sparks. Makes sense. Well, I had a hand, uh, a handsaw. And I was cutting through, but I had a grinder blade on the handsaw mm. instead of a cutting blade. And I literally set myself on fire in high school because I used the grinder blade and so many sparks flew that I burned a hole in my shirt and my belly was burned from mm. cutting it. Wow. Well, you know, I scraped by. So. Hey, at least you were smart. Just not in that moment. Hey, you survived. That's a, that's a win. I sure that's did. That's a win of a story. I sure did. And now you get to tell that story. Yeah, to your, the story I'll tell. Your closest pals. Absolutely. The story I'll tell. Yeah. Do you have anything else from your childhood Well, I, <laughs> that, that helped lead you to Wilmington, maybe? Uh, yeah, my grandfather lives in Southport, um, and we grew up like going to Oak Island and stuff on vacations. Um, and I actually toured UNCW for my brother, who was two years ahead of me, so I was a sophomore in high school and I as soon as I got to the school I was like you know what I'm going to UNCW like I didn't I didn't have to think about anything else and I'm confident now that that was like before I even mm -hmm. acknowledged God he was chasing after me and pulling me into Wilmington but um I was sure as soon as I stepped foot on campus and then coming from an atheistic agnostic background mm -hmm. um I had no idea that three months into my freshman year of college I'd be coming to church and believing in Jesus so 
it was kind of incredible. And God will do, God will do only God can do. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that UNCW really was the draw for both of you. Like we wouldn't have the staff team that we do today. We wouldn't know each other. We wouldn't be the best friends that we are. We wouldn't have the group chat that we have. Right. Uh, full of videos uh, yeah. from the other day, but <laughs> if it wasn't for UNCW, because that's what both brought you to Wilmington, right. and yeah. then now you're able to go back and serve the campus, that was so formative and helpful to you. Mm-hmm. What was that like moving to Wilmington? I think about the freshman or the sophomore that's listening to the podcast who mm-hmm. Wilmington doesn't feel like home yet, UNCW doesn't maybe even feel comfortable yet, or maybe a student who's at Cape Fear or another surrounding college in the area who's just trying to like get used to the school rhythm mm. and is struggling. What was like that transition in the college like for you guys? Was it easy? Was it hard? Was it complicated? Yeah, it was, it was definitely really different. Um, I think something that I can like look back on and think about now is just how, <clears throat> how high school life and growing up life is there's this like hard stop and complete change mm-hmm. into independence when you step into college. Um, like everything that you know ends and something completely different happens mm-hmm. and you really don't have a lot of handles to hold on to. Um, so coming to college, I was, I was ready. I was like, Jake, I, I was ready to kind of get out of my, my hometown and move on to something different. But it was definitely like, um, kind of shocking stepping into, um, stepping into school where I was completely independent. I made my own decisions. I lived on my own. I, I was also, I'm from Maryland. So I was six hours away from home. Um, so <clears throat> I think the first couple of months of freshman year and, and really my whole freshman year was really formative, um, because I was stepping into, um, just me, <laughs> me mm-hmm. figuring it out, you know, um, building friendships, yeah. meeting people, yeah. figuring out where to eat, like right. all of the things yeah. that you sometimes kind of take for granted when you right. live with mom and dad or yeah. family back home. It's like this this is easy. And right. now all of a sudden I have to put a ton of brain power right. kind of thinking yeah. about these like normal things in yeah. life. And we sometimes aren't prepared for that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of decisions and choices that were made for us yeah. mm-hmm. before we stepped in yeah. mm-hmm. of like, okay, what, what am I going to do with my free time? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to do my homework? Am I going to do my homework? Uh, you Probably know, not. what, cl- right. Yeah. What classes am I going to take? Who am I going to hang out with? Like you said. Um, so I feel like a lot of those things are decided for us when we're in high school and when we're growing up of, oh, I'm going to hang out with these people by proximity because we live together, or go to mm-hmm. the same class, you know? Um, but stepping into college where you're kind of like stepping into a city <laughs> pretty much where it's, it's UNCW is a city. It is. Yeah. It is. It's what 30,000 or 16,000 people. It used to be. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the two, of one of the yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's going to be completely wrong. Really. Like, um, did you even go to UNCW? <laughs> I didn't. Um, so I'll just take credit <laughs> for that one. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's just a lot of decisions that we, like college students are making and very quickly too. Um, so it was definitely crazy, but I, I ate it all up. I loved kind of being able to step into that and do, do new things all the time. It was great. What was that transition like for you, Jake? Yeah, my, my transition was, um, it was actually like pretty smooth. I had a friend from my hometown. So like we were both, Mm. um, we were both like in the same spot. We like knew each other and like the way my town works is, um, or the way it works, it, it's so small that mm-hmm. you go from elementary, middle school, yeah. high school together. Mm-hmm. And so and like, you know, everybody. you know, everybody, and everybody yeah. knows you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the, it, that was like helpful coming into college with him because I knew one person that's all I needed. And so like I, yeah. from there I could be myself. Um, I could be that person that I was 
um, in high school. And so I would just like show that to other people. Uh, soon, sooner or later, I figured out that that became an issue. But um, <laughs> yeah, I came in with this athlete, like sort of like vibe. And then I really didn't know like who I was. So um, yeah, there were like some, yeah, there were some things there that I like just had to figure out. But the transition itself was like pretty um, easy because I had like a friend that I knew coming into college yeah. and then I lived on a hall that's like notorious for just like friendships um, and whether or not they're great friendships or not. Galloway. I lived in Galloway G6 <laughs> so the penthouse um, you guys have probably heard the stories so most of them are have true. Have you Carson? We'll dive into that later. I haven't. Okay. Ooh. Here's the thing, main thing I know about Galloway yeah. is it was the quarantine dorm slash is the quarantine yeah. dorm. Yeah, it it's because it, it's kind of a dump. Yeah, it is Got a it. dump. Yeah, it's, it's pretty gross. Sweet. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. nasty. I think they're turning it down. Are they? Well, they should. Yeah, okay. I think they are eventually. Okay, cool. So I, I grew up, I didn't grow up. I grew up in my college career. <laughs> <laughs> no, I but, think one thing that you said, though, would be like really helpful for students to take away from that is you had one friend. Yeah. And that made all the difference. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It and, allowed me to be me um, yeah. and feel comfortable like being me. So Because yeah. I think when we come to college, it's like, okay, I got to make a ton of friendships. Yeah. And we get overwhelmed. Yeah, with, yeah, oh, yeah. I've got to meet this person and this person. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and I need 10 or 15 people, yeah. you know, sitting on the bench cheering for me in life yeah. right. it's like actually you just you really just need one yeah because that's gonna be the very thing that's gonna help you feel yeah. the confidence to build number two yeah mm -hmm. and number three and we live in a culture that celebrates like mass quantities right mm -hmm. like right. We're, we all want a lot of followers we all want a lot of likes we yeah. all want a lot of people uh, but uh, one of my favorite authors talks about this all the time he's like there's room for eight people around your deathbed mm -hmm. it's like so go deep with eight people mm -hmm. like yeah Pick eight people, pick a small amount of people and say, yeah. I'm all mm -hmm. in. I'm going to be known to you and I'm going to I'm going to allow you to know me yeah. and I'm going to be a really big fan of you. And Dang. I hope that you'll be a big fan of me. Yeah. And I just think that we can get lost in that pursuit of getting a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think like I, I got probably lost in that. I mean, I had 40 people in my hallway that I was like, these are yeah. now my new best friends. Like everybody yeah. here is my new best friend. Um, so it was, it was incredible that I got to know that many people, but I think like eventually it was like, all right, well then who are my people? But it was really helpful just to have, um, a large amount of people that I can kind of like, all right, yeah. do me and this person connect or like do yeah. me and this person connect. And then I had people that I could like go to different places with. So yeah. my roommate was the one that like I went to overflow with for the first time. Um, and like navigated some of these like really difficult things it was like, do you know where to eat? No, well, me neither. So like, let's go figure it out together. Yeah. So the transition um, for me was like, uh, and we both were from the same like cultural place where we both probably struggled being like intentional with people. And so mm. we got to navigate a lot of the same things together my freshman year. So the transition wasn't as tough because I had someone to like mm -hmm. do life with in that yeah. moment. How do you feel like you grew in your faith in college? Talk about like coming to Overflow and what that felt like. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, because I grew up in Washington, a lot of people would consider themselves a Christian. And so um, I came to college with an understanding of what I thought it looked like to be a Christian. And I was like mm -hmm. very mistaken. Um, mm -hmm. And so yeah. uh, me and my roommate went to Overflow and... Um, yeah, it like wrecked my life. Like I didn't even, I didn't know anything really about what it looked like to follow Jesus, but I was not aware of that at all. Um, and so my faith grew um, probably from the foundation, yeah. I'd say. Um, I, I would, I knew what a Christian was, but I didn't know what it looked like to follow Jesus. So as soon as I got yeah. plugged into Overflow, it was like, I remember we went to like a new student social and it was like, oh, we're like getting to know people around me. And, and at first I thought it was like, oh, these people just want me to like, 
get to know the people around me so like I have a better college experience but it wasn't that I thought it was just another way where I could connect to more people and to to find my like friends but really it was a place where I found community and I got to experience the love of God Mm -hmm. through that community so um yeah it it really started um in Wilmington and in Overflow and then from there I mean it's it's grown to the point where I am currently you know that's good yeah um, I also, my faith also started from the ground up. Um, I, I came in not having any context for God. I, so atheist agnostic is kind of how I grew up and that's how I planned to stay when I came into school. Um, but I, um, I don't have time to get into all the little intricacies of what I think God was doing in my mm-hmm. life before I got here. Um, but when I did come to school, I lived, um, I lived with one of my best friends of all time and she, um, she was a Christian and she um, and her now husband invited me to overflow all the time, um, to church all the time. Um, and after many a month of rejecting <laughs> their invitation, many a month, many a month um, I finally went and uh, man, I can look back now and see all that God was trying to do mm-hmm. to get me to answer the darn door uh, when he was knocking. But um, I, I ended up coming and I actually met God here i met god at sunday at port city and then continued walking really really deeply and and, um intimately with god through overflow for the past however many years yeah that's That's really cool yeah talk a little bit about where you're at in your faith right now like what are you learning as you're walking with the lord yeah i um i feel like i'm learning (laughs) i feel like my seasons have been kind of short recently not like in a bad way but i'm always learning new things Um, and this, these past, obviously a couple of months working on staff has been something completely different than anything I've ever experienced. But, um, something that I'm, I'm working right now on, and I think the Lord is trying to teach me is a lot about perspective. Um, and I think we're going to talk about our words later on, but, um, uh, this year I'm, I'm really trying to focus my perspective on keeping like the first thing, the first thing, mm. um, and keeping Jesus at the the kind of center of my attention. And if I'm honest, that's hard for me sometimes. And I think that's hard for a lot of college students and people in general um, to kind of keep our focus on Jesus and keep our focus where um, the focus deserves to be. Yeah. Um, so this year I'm learning a lot about um, not only how to do that, but why why he's yeah. worthy of being the center of, of my heart and my attention. Yeah, that's really good. I uh, I think right now what I'm learning so much about is like just really just learning how to love people mm-hmm. like Jesus loved people yeah. and such a like simple concept it's extremely difficult and I'm learning that mm. each and every single day um, yeah. one thing that my uh, cousin one of my cousins has a tattoo and I've always thought it was so cool um, and it's 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 a cool idea but it's so difficult. Uh, but it it's on his wrist and it's a greater than sign. So when he goes to like shake people's hand and like points that like their life is greater wow. than than his and don't Whatever. steal that idea. It's Whatever, incredible, man. but don't steal it. Uh, and then also <laughs> whenever he's worshiping, when his hands are in the air, it's like mm. my God is greater than me. Um, and so it's a concept that I carry with me a lot. Um, and I think I've been trying to live that out so much more recently is how, yeah, like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sorry, ever for context, ever since you said that, I've never heard you talk about that before. Oh, yeah. I've been staring at my Carson's wrist. gears are turning. I can see him. Yeah. You want to make that appointment we for your all, tattoo we, now? Or? We can all ask for permission and get that tattoo. Okay, Let's just go ahead and do it. Okay. okay. Um, so it, it is 
a really incredible idea. Yeah. It's really, really difficult. Um, and it's really easy at first because you're like, oh, man, I'm just like loving these people. It's like mm -hmm. when the, the gas tank gets low and you're having a crappy day and like you have to yeah. like care for someone in this moment. Yeah. That's whenever it's like, God, I like need you and I need you bad. And so it comes to a point of like a, a dependency that mm -hmm. I haven't probably haven't quite pushed into uh, yet. So I'm learning a lot about like really, really laying my life down for others and That's what that cool. looks like. That's, yeah, that's really great. cool. I love that visual representation of that mm. too. And I have a couple of things that I've done similarly that are just consistent reminders of like, I'm not in life for me. Right. Like, yes, I want to like align my life with Jesus and I want to follow his way and I want to develop it and I want to be discipled, but I want to live for the benefit of others. Like I want to constantly be adding value to people. And that is a tough thing to do mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any less our calling. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. Even when it's hard, it's mm. still our calling. Yeah. It's still what uh, we are asked to do as Jesus followers. So uh, what are y'all's words this year? Have y'all both picked words? And mm. this is a funny question because I, I actually know the, <laughs> he answer. Knows the answer. Well, I guess I, I'll just, I'll be the elephant in the room. Um, yeah, I uh, my word for this year has not come to the surface yet. <laughs> I thought you had picked a word. Just no, no, it hasn't come to the surface yet. I'm really uh, spirit trust hasn't moved in yeah. that way yet. TBD. Really, I'm really mm. trusting that God's going to move with that <laughs> next month. Uh, I think, yeah. So uh, for those who are listening to this podcast and haven't picked a word out yet, just know it's okay. Hey, it's, hey, Jesus doesn't look at you any differently. He does. Come picked on, a word. yeah. Mike your does, current, but your, Jesus what doesn't. Is it? Your current, your <laughs> current that. situation. Uh, no, we're leaving that in there. No, okay. Um, Jenna, what's your word? <laughs> and, and hold up, I'm not done. Oh, oh okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I don't have a word yet. Go ahead. Jenna. Don't side-eye <laughs> me. Do not side-eye me like that. Well, I have to keep my mouth on the microphone, so. Oh, my God. Jenna, what's God. your word? My word for the year. Uh, I actually got... Um, my my word was going to be completely different, and I went to Passion 2022, um, and I got this word at Passion 2022. But um, my word is glory this year, um, and I have come to realize that I have a bit of a glory problem um, mm. where I assign things and people glory where they don't deserve to have it, and it's not because of like a, a shortcoming or, sh or a falling short, um, but it's it's just because there's one that deserves glory. Mm. And I this year I really want to understand, again, not just like, what glory is or um, how Jesus is glorified, but why he deserves it. That's good. My brain operates really heavily in the why of like, why do we do things? <laughs> um, and why um, why has Jesus called us into certain things? Why do we live our lives certain ways? Why do we think and view people in different mm -hmm. ways? Um, so I want to learn the why of glory. Of That's good. Why does Jesus deserve it? Yeah. That's yeah. really good. I love that. It's mm. like almost like a posture of like right. learning, which yeah. is like, I mean, that's, I talk about so much. If you're in any of the conversations mm. that I have with people, it's always about learning. Like how yeah. are you posturing yeah. yourself to be a learner? Yeah. Like a student of this way of life that mm. Jesus is right. calling us to. That's yeah. really awesome. Like, it's just a posture of yeah. like, Hey, I want to learn what this looks like in every aspect of my life. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, and it's a lifelong pursuit yeah, of being right. a student. Yeah. And I think that that word is so perfect because mm -hmm. we often think about following Jesus as this long pursuit or this lifetime pursuit of perfection. But right. it's actually when Jesus says, follow me, it's yeah. actually like, yeah. just come learn from yeah. me right. and trust that I'll handle the rest. Yeah. But just keep moving, keep following the right. trajectory. Yeah. You know? and, and I think a big, a big thing of like <clears throat> why this word is just so like interesting to me uh, is because if I get an idea, if I get a better idea of what 
why he's so why he deserves so much glory and why he is this glorious being, I can get a deeper understanding of how how deep his grace runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like if this perfect, holy, set apart, mm-hmm. glorious God <laughs> can look at me mm-hmm. and pour grace upon grace over me, that can make that feel so much it can make it feel the way that he intended it to yeah, feel, which good. is radical. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited yeah. to learn. That's really like great. the deeper you allow yourself to experience and understand this idea of glory, the yeah. the better and more depth that you get to experience from yeah. his love. It's and more scandalous. Grace just feels more scandalous. Yeah. Because the more perfect our holy God can can resonate in my mind and our minds, like the more scandalous grace mm-hmm. can look. That's really good. That is really good. That makes me really want to pick a word. You can have mine. Maybe student could be your word. I'll press in. Posture. Yeah. Press in. Posture. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. I'll think about that. My, my word is outside mm-hmm. and it has a couple of different meanings. One is I'm a big rhythm person. Mm-hmm. I, I love to be in a routine and for it to be consistent. Uh, but oftentimes I think we begin to worship our rhythm or yeah. worship our routine by the, the nature of we are as happy uh, as our routine gets executed. Right. And I want to get on the outside of that. I yeah. want to live life a little bit on the edge. And yeah. I think that I'm going to be forced into that this year as we are expecting baby linen, baby linen baby in June. Linen so my drop. whole world's about to get, you know, blown up anyway. But I Come really, I really don't diapers. want <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> Thanks for that. Good reminder <laughs> of all that I have to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a student of the diaper. Student. Posture, Posture of learning. Posture of learning. Full I can't circle. wait. Full send. Put me in, coach. Another thing I want to be on the outside of is the pursuit of the of affirmation of other people. Mm. I I do feel like we live in a world that is so hungry for affirmation yeah. of of people that are in our circle. When the reality is, is we have all the affirmation that we need uh, in our loving Father and yeah, Jesus. Jesus is asking for us to not only depend on Him, but to be joyful in Him and to mm. trust that His goodness and His love is truly good enough and. Right. That's what helped drive to some of our semester vision this year of like, we want to step into the full nature of God. And that is that there is more than enough. Like we talking about grace and talking about his sufficiency, like we cannot out sin our way away from his love. His love is going to meet us where we are every single time, no matter how far gone we might feel, he is still with us. So I, I really want to step on the outside of that pursuit and really mm-hmm. allow his love to be the only thing that I count on. That's and awesome. that's yeah. way easier said than, than done. Yeah. Isn't it uh, all? But but it's such a beautiful part because yeah. it, of the of the conversation, because we're we're all students. Mm-hmm. We're all on a journey. No one has arrived. Mm-mm. Like if you meet somebody who says, I figured out what this following Jesus thing looks like, mm. uh, think again. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one has got it figured out. If Eugene Peterson, somebody who retranslated the Bible, mm-hmm. says that there's only beginners in the kingdom of God, I think that we can trust that where we are today, yeah. like we can we can rest in that. Yeah. And I just imagine if Jesus was here today, we talk about that all the time through the, the phrase, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how would Jesus respond to you? Mm-hmm. And we know how he would respond to us by reading the stories of who he was. Yeah. And right. every time he entered into a situation, there was love and there was empathy mm-hmm. and he was freely giving it yeah. to the right. person in front of him. So yeah. I just want to be a person that receives that yeah. and I want to do the work. And right. I'm excited about it too, because I really want to be like outside more, yeah. meaning physically outside. Yeah. It's <laughs> so easy uh, to get stuck in the bubble mm-hmm. of 
being indoors all day. And I really do believe God made creation for us to enjoy. So yeah. I, I want to be, I, I want to be at the beach. I want to be outside <laughs> enjoying. I want to learn how to play spike ball with Jake. Dude, come on. Come on. I can That's teach incredible. That. that is actually incredible. We should play together. Not me. What, well, part? I'll, I'll get a cramp walking to the field. So same, same. I'll sit we'll on the sidelines. Down. That's good. Jake. All right. As we, <laughs> as we wrap up the conversation today, uh, we're we're in February, so we've got a good bit of the semester left. We've got spring break right around the corner. What advice would you give to our students about how to like really grow closer in their closer to the Lord and deeper in their faith throughout the rest of the semester? Yeah, <clears throat> I I think just going back to what we've been talking about, the thread from this whole podcast um, is is it's okay to to be a learner. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. already in a season of life where you are a student and you're learning how to learn. Yeah let's we don't mm-hmm. let's not try and reinvent the wheel yeah. do that <laughs> you you are we are called to make disciples we're not called to make experts <laughs> yeah. um and a disciple yeah, is a good. learner a disciple is a student um and i think that's what jesus wants us to be as students yeah. because if we can get this idea and catch the vision that we are learning and we are constantly growing and developing um and just entering into a place where we actually do not know. <laughs> and it's it's celebrated that we don't know because that means that Jesus can teach us. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to fuel you and it's going to prevent burnout. It's going to prevent um, falling into a rhythm where you're no longer inspired by the spirit. It's going to mm. prevent you from staying stagnant in your faith. If you, if you can get the perspective that, hey, I actually don't have all the answers and that's yeah. okay and that's actually good um, because it's going to keep me hungry and yeah. keep me in pursuit. I think that's beautiful and it takes the pressure off of us too. Yeah. Yeah. And like being okay with like failure right. too. Yeah. I feel like we, we miss this so much. And um, I, I feel like an idea that we are constantly being taught through comparison and social media and just yeah. anything is like this idea of perfection. Um, but really we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for wholeness and we find mm-hmm. that in Jesus. And so uh, the one thing that I would probably say for the college student um, that's like learning what it looks like to um, walk this way of life um, mm-hmm. is something that you mentioned on Tuesday was that proximity doesn't equal connection. Mm-hmm. Um, mere proximity doesn't equal connection. So um, just because you're in the room, um, mm-hmm. like doesn't mean that you're going to be connected. Um, and so really like taking that step, even though it might be like you step into a, a group and you might not click with them and you might mm-hmm. not meet uh, your best friend on the first try, but it's like continue to stay consistent yeah. to find a community of people that you can do life with. Yeah. Uh, and that's so great. that's probably the, the thing is like, and don't be afraid of like mm. failure. When you open your Bible up and you're like, I don't understand this. It is okay. Yeah. You are in the process of change. You are a learner. Like yeah. you're, you're not going to get it the first try. And, and yeah, we should know that, you know, yeah. like, yeah. but we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like, well, yeah. I've heard like for me, like I've heard this my whole life mm. in a Christian town. I should understand this Bible verse. Right. Absolutely not. You don't yeah. like you've never read it and like and even like tried to process it, sit down with a journal and write it out. Yeah. That's difficult. It's hard. It's a very yeah. simple idea. It's extremely difficult way yeah. of life. It, it's extremely fruitful, though. And so like keep yeah. pushing in and pressing right. into that. And like finding a place that you can connect um, and get vulnerable with people to share the things that you're like struggling with in in mm. scripture and in your day to day life. So like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And actually, the the difference in definition between knowledge and wisdom, the one mm. key part that changes that whole thing is experience. Yeah, mm. like you can have knowledge of something, but you gain wisdom when you put that thing into practice. Yeah. 
So if you're coming to Overflow and you're learning about Jesus and then you're going to take those principles and you're going to say, I'm going to submerge. I'm not just going to consume, but I'm going to participate. Yeah. Then that's how you're going to grow. And that's how the Lord is going to use your obedience, which is I am available. Yeah. Um, and that's how you're going to see a lot more fruit coming through is just being in it. Yeah, which is where you're going to like grow in your faith too because sure. of experience that backs right. up the things that Jesus is doing in your life. You yeah. saw him bring you from this one place yeah. to where you read this Bible verse and you had no idea what the heck it meant yeah. to today when you read it, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like there's context to yeah. it. It's like right. that's faith. That builds your faith. There's an experience that happened that brought you to this place that Jesus yeah. is working in your life. And yeah. that that builds a foundation of faith in your life. Right. If we believe that Jesus did what he did in our Bibles, then we can believe that he's going to do what he's going to do today in our lives. Absolutely. So yeah. that, that let's not put a cap on him. Let's yeah. just let him do what only he can do and experience it and see it. Yeah. And live and, in it. Exactly. And yeah. so like putting yourself in a position that you might fail um, and you, you probably will fail, um, but that you put yourself in a vulnerable or an uncomfortable position mm -hmm. to grow in the places that Jesus is calling you into. Yeah, that's really good. I think that's such a perfect way to end the conversation today because I think that that is quite an invitation for mm -hmm. us all, even for the three of us, yeah. as we continue to learn our new jobs and we learn what overflow is going to be in the future. Mm -hmm. Like that is a mantra. Like Jake, you, you're not lying when we talk about that consistently. It's like we're going to die trying. <laughs> we're yeah. we're yeah. gonna we're gonna leave it all on the field. We're gonna give it all that we have. And if we if we slip up along the way and we fail a little bit along the way. We're going to learn everything that we can learn from those moments, but we're not mm -hmm. going to be defined by it. And we're never going to be afraid of what we don't know. We're just going to continue to step towards it and ask the Lord to show us what he has for mm -hmm. us in that. So I think that's such a perfect way uh, to end and, and really look at the rest of the semester. So mm -hmm. the Overflow Unplugged podcast is back. Yeah. We're, we're glad. Uh, the next episode we're excited about, our friend Stuart Hall from Atlanta, he has spoken to Overflow before. It's mm -hmm. been a couple of years, though. So... Most of you may not know exactly who he is. He's got an incredible story uh, that we're going to hear about on the next episode, talk a little bit about mental health, tie back to our mental health series, and maybe even look forward to uh, the relationship series that we're in right now. So uh, Overflow, we're glad that you were on the podcast today. Jake and Jenna, do y'all have any final thoughts? We love you. We love you. We love you. We, <laughs> we really do love you guys, and we'll see you real soon. Let's go. Come on.